need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> Welcome to the McYappin Fries Movie Podcast, a podcast where we talk about movie-related news, and then movie reviews, and then the Malaysian box office top ten and the U.S. box office top ten. I'm Gavin. I'm uh, Dean, and as you haven't, if you haven't guessed, this is the week we review Terminator Salvation. <laughs> yeah, that, that theme's awesome. Mm. This guy's a well. I should probably point out that uh, after Arnold said that, Bill Paxton said, uh, oh, "I think this guy's a couple of cans short of a six-pack." <laughs> I think this is right before Arnold rammed his fist right through it. <laughs> before we get started, we should also mention we have our regular email address, podcast at mcyappinfries, all one word, dot com. Should we repeat that? Podcast at mcyappinfries.com. Yeah. Please feel free to uh, write to us, give us your thoughts, your complaints, criticisms, uh, praises. Cookie whatever. recipes. Absolutely. Whatever. Your religious beliefs. We'll take everything. <laughs> Take anything. Yeah, we'll we'll rob you of your beliefs. We'll eat your brains and steal your knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's kick off the news. Let's kick off with some news. Did you hear this? Um, were you ever a Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan? Oh yeah. Okay, I wasn't. So you must be really pissed off about the news that they want to remake it without Joss Whedon. I think at this point now, I've heard they don't. It's the original. It's the people who made the original movie. Yeah, I know. So, so that means that they don't have the rights to uh, characters like uh, Spike, Spike and Willow. Willow, they have Angel, right? Angel's in the is Angel in the original one? I don't think so. I don't. Is think so. one of the nine hundred two one zero guys? Is in it? Luke Perry. Luke Perry. I think he was in it. Yeah. Luke Luke Perry was Angel. I don't know if he's Angel, but he was some vampire in it. I'm not sure. If was he? Had, yeah. Are you sure? I think so. Okay. Okay, my memory of it is totally different. And who was the watcher? Is it Donald Sutherland? Yes. Donald Sutherland, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember it was one of those like John Hurt types that just does shitloads of movies. Yeah. Some amazing, some okay, and some shit. I mean, after Star Trek um, and numerous other reboots and rehashes, at this point I've just got fatigued with it. I know, I actually, there's, there's uh, quite a bit of reboot news this week, actually, yeah. and some of it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, you want to reboot what? I know. But yeah, I, I don't personally don't really give a shit about a Buffy the, Vamp- the Vampire Slayer uh, reboot because yeah. I was never really a fan anyway. And Joss has had his seven years. Hmm? Joss, has ha- Joss Whedon's had his seven years out of it. He's on doing other things now. He took it to the end I and mean, plus he got his five years of uh, Angel so yeah I know but I mean like he from what I from what I know is that he took the concept that didn't work and turned it into a, a phenomenon yeah because he wrote it he was involved with it he created the characters did he? yeah he actually created them and then the, the movie company then fucked movie, it up right I see and then he said well can I get another go? I'm not too familiar with the ba- with the uh, with the creative background yeah uh, but um, by not involving him I can't imagine what would be what would entice people it's to go it's not talking to camera all over again. Only Nixon can go to China. Okay, so are, are you bothered by this? <laughs> Not really. I'm not, not bothered really. anymore about any of this stuff. It's just like, well, a, lo- a lot of articles online have just been saying the originals will always be there. But I don't think uh, you can blame Star Trek for this particular thing. I, this no, is, no, I'm not blaming this, anyone. I'm this, just blaming, I'm blaming humanity is, as a whole for just is, running out is, of fucking ideas. This is fucking Robert Pattinson's fault. Yeah. This is Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> Twilight is fucking like, uh, you know, that's why we're getting all these vampire reboots now. The Vampire Diaries is a TV show going to start it's on the like, CW in the US? What? 
Jesus Christ. What are they doing to what are they doing to my favorite monsters? They're fucking everything up. Yeah. That's why it's so hard to find shit scary anymore. Yeah, because it's just it's just everything's run out of ideas. We've talked about this before. Yeah, it's just yeah. anything that seems to if there's a dollar value attacked, if we can make back some of our money off the existing people who'll go and hate it. Jesus. They'll hate it twice. <laughs> then we should run with it. Yeah, well, Do you I want to lead into the other reboot news after that? Alien? Yeah. What the fuck? This is... Alien! Oh, I shouldn't swear. There's no nobility in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. We'll get to that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the Alien reboot. The only thing that kind of... And this, you know, actually, fuck it. The fact that Rid Ridley Scott's also producing it. Ridley and Tony. And Tony. Yeah. You know, that's that's not necessarily a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, what, oh, does that, what does that mean? That, I mean, like... I don't know. I just... It, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. It's yeah, because they want to. Because they want to re. It's 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 a, it could be a prequel. Like they're saying it might not be a reboot because they don't want to do. Because reboots are a little. They're very dodgy. You can either, you can win big or you mm -hmm. can lose massively. So mm -hmm. they were talking about doing a prequel instead. Yeah, I read about that, but it's like I don't know. Are you sure you want to go there? Yeah. To that particular period, why you know? And it's lead, always been a mystery where they came from. You know, don't and, fucking and lead explain back into it. The, lead back into the Nostromo. I mean, what do you want to do that for? Yeah. You know, I mean. You, if you, I've got nothing against Ridley Scott making another Alien film. I just like then do a new one. Yeah, yeah. Don't fucking rehash everything don't, you've already done. What, you, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know, go do a new one. Get a fresh fucking good cast. You're Ridley Scott. You can get anyone. It's a fresh director. Maybe that'll have something to do with it. Maybe that'll make it a bit. You know. Everyone's had everyone's had a fresh director. It doesn't necessarily. Yeah. You know. I mean, I mean, like the the Alien vs Predator movies were perfect. Were perfect vehicles to re, re reboot the franchise. Yeah, well, they fucked that up. I know they fucked that up, but the, how, how do you fuck that up? <laughs> put put a bunch of aliens on one side of the room, a bunch of predators on another side of the room, and just someone spills somebody's pint. <laughs> you, you, you spill my pint, mate. Hmm? <laughs> you know, with come on Eileen in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going crazy. This this reboot nonsense, but I mean, Alien is just something. Just do more of more. Just like forget about the last. Forget about Sigourney Weaver. Just do some cool stuff in that world. Don't bring it to Earth in our fucking time. I hate that. Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't subjected myself to Requiem yet. I don't want to see Aliens versus Cheerleaders. I know. Well, it looks like the um, the, the movie will be directed by Carl Rinch. Yeah. And uh, he he directs TV commercials for Scott Free Productions. That's the... Uh, so they've handpicked him. Yeah, that's Tony and Ridley's uh, production house. Yeah. Um, apparently, I, I didn't see any of his commercials. No, neither did uh, I. But oh, apparently, there, there is a link. There is a link to it where you can go and check them out. Yeah, I think io9 has it up on their site. They have yeah, the yeah. news and then they have a couple of them and they say technically they're quite good. He has a kind of a futurist element about him. And he, it, it's something similar to what Peter Jackson was doing with Neil Blomkamp. Right. You know what I mean? They were saying he was feeding this director and then they were showing a few of the stuff he's done and the stuff he did was cool. So I didn't get a chance to look at them myself either. Though. This is also like a, a little bit of a, you know, like a new phase with big time directors. I mean, like with, all, with, with big directors sort of unleashing, unleashing their protégés yeah. onto the world, like with Guillermo del Toro, with um, the guy who directed The, the Orphanage. Orphanage. Which, The Orphanage, I mean, I will, I'll stand by it. That movie looks like a Guillermo del Toro yeah, movie. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it yet now. I found the DVD the other day there, so I want to watch it again. Uh, great movie though. Yeah. I highly recommend that. The Orphanage, that movie fucked me up. The early reviews for Pixar's new movie, Up, are coming out. Yeah, and it looks like it's another totally winner. another one. It's another winner, and it's another one you're gonna hate. <laughs> Everything that, about these reviews, it's reading and going. Gavin's like, I like this. No, like it's like it's supposed know. to be starting off like Wally. It has this cool the Citizen Kane thing with the the entire marriage of Carol and his wife is summed up in like just them at a dining room table, and that, mm -hmm. that covers the whole relationship. And it's all very silent movie era, very beginning of Wally type. Mm -hmm. And then later on, there's a talking dog. There's a talking dog. There's a talking dog. 
Well, thank you, Pixar. There's thank a couple of talking dogs, apparently. Well, thank you, John Lasseter. Yeah. <laughs> so it's supposed to be a bit of a tearjerker as well, so you're going to hate this fucking thing. I don't mind the odd tearjerker, you know? <laughs> you I, like mean, the odd I just don't agree with uh, being a tearjerker just for the sake of, like, getting some emotional manipulation into the movie. You yeah. Know? I mean, like, that's, that's where I draw the line with some of these things. I mean, like, with Wall-E, they sacrifice logic just so they can give you some bullshit fairy tale ending. Yeah. When you still could have had a fucking amazing ending without that crap. But all the kids would have gone home crying. They wouldn't have. I mean, I'm not saying you... I'm not saying, like, you know, you do the, that, that, that pullback the way I would have done it. <laughs> you know? there's, there's other ways of doing it, yeah. There's other ways of doing it and still make me, you know, not take away a couple of stars at the end of the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, yeah, everything that I've heard about Up... It's like, it's just one of those things, like, I'm not excited. I'm not, I'm not excited about this movie. Yeah, I mean, the concept doesn't sell to me, but then again, I wasn't, we all know how you feel about Nemo, but I wasn't that excited about Nemo until I saw it, and I quite enjoyed it, so. Yeah. Up's released in Malaysia the 20th, 20th of August, I think. Okay. So, we can fight over it then. We should go check that out together, just to see if, we, if our gut reacts. <laughs> see how angry this is. <laughs> see the fingernail marks you leave in the fucking seat. Oh, God damn it. But I want to see it, because uh, the old man is voiced by Ed Asner, and I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of his. I do like that guy. Another he was big... awesome in JFK when he pistol whipped Jack Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up about what you see in here. <laughs> pistol whips fucking Jack Lemon. That's awesome. Any movie where Jack Lemon gets pistol, pistol whipped, whipped. <laughs> is worth seeing. Oliver Stone, you rule. Well, not anymore. The other Pixar news was yesterday they released the teaser for Toy Story 3. I saw that. I fucking hate that I teaser. Hate that is one of the. It's the worst I tease shit. I hate that teaser. Everyone in it smells like smoke. It's like, uh, Woody, uh, I want to fucking wring his little neck. He's just a smug little, okay, guy. You know, he's, you know he has that kind of, like, I'm the king of the castle thing going on? No, it's like they're, they're treating it as if they're, they're making the same mistake that DreamWorks did with the Shrek series. Yeah. They're treating it as if they, they are already on top of the world. They're already the box office kings. They're aware of it. The toys are fucking aware of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we're cool and we're awesome and our last two movies were awesome and, uh, you know, you know you're going to come see this so we're just going to do the sorry excuse for a teaser. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's computer graphics. That takes fucking six months to do that 30-second spot and it's like, do some pro show me some clips. Don't do this. Every Buzz and Woody came off as dickheads. I was less pissed off when I saw that, that teaser that took place on Mars for the first Transformers. Yeah. That teaser pissed me off, but this teaser pissed me really off. Really pisses me off. Like, it's like, ugh. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm one of those, I didn't see the second one, actually. I didn't see part two. No? No, I loved part one. Two is as good, if not better. I know, that's what I've heard. Actually, I, I, I tell a lie. I saw the first 20 minutes. I, yeah. turned, it up, I turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> I turned it off. I just, uh, I don't know, John Cusack was annoying me. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's her name? Jesse? Jesse, yeah. yeah and yeah. she's back. And, she and looks... um, what's his name was in it as well? Uh, the other cowboy? Prospector Pete? Uh, there's... Uh, Beast. Beast. Fraser. <laughs> uh, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. No, I, I am going to go see Toy Story 3, no matter how bad the trailers look. Even if it sucks, I'm still going to go see it, because Michael Keaton is voicing Ken. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I, don't know who's, I don't know who's voicing Barbie, if Barbie's going to be there. Yeah, because I think Barbie was in the other two as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, they're introducing Ken in this one, and Michael Keaton's Ken. Cool. So that's awesome. That sounds good. Well, we should do a run-up to it. We should actually watch the other two as well. Yeah, but that is a terrible teaser. <laughs> it's a fucking terrible it's, 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 it's not even a cock teaser. I'm a no toy collector. I've never felt violent towards toys. Yeah, I've yeah. never <laughs> wanted to, like, take toys and just burn them. You wanted to just strap a dynamite on the Andy suddenly next door. I, suddenly, yeah. Suddenly, I wish I was... Uh, I was uh, the kid next door. The kid Sid. next door. Sid. He was, he was awesome. <laughs> he was my favorite character. Yeah, he should did, have gotten his own spin-off movie. You did, you did a lot to your toys that they didn't cost so fucking much. <laughs> I have done it to a couple. <laughs> it's quite fun. <laughs> yeah. I blow up the Japanese toys. 
<laughs> just kidding. Yeah, it's been a while since we have some casual racism on the show, actually. <laughs> no, that's, that's kidding. I've, I've turned over a new leaf. I'm not like that anymore. Uh-huh. Yeah, but anyway, Alien reboot, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, finally, some casting news on Paul. Yes, a lot of casting news. A lot of casting news. Uh, this is the uh, the new film of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. For those for those of you who don't know, they're the, the two guys from space. The geniuses. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. No, they're they're like us, man. They're geeks like us. Geeks made good. Geeks made good. Yeah. You know, we're all basically geniuses. I mean, if we all had the uh, time and know, money, like the time and money and the opportunities, I'm Motivation. sure. I'm, I'm sure that you and I would have no trouble Typing saying. Skills. Yeah, you and I would have no trouble saying yes to a role in Tintin. Yeah, no problem. We'd be able to do that. Yeah, I can do that. It's yeah. like we'd say yes to a walk on. <laughs> <laughs> we'd say yes to a fucking. An old Mr. Spielberg's <laughs> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Stephen. This one's not poisoned. Here you go. Uh, but um, so Paul is a road is a road trip comedy from um, uh, that uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost have written. Uh, jo- what's his name? Matolo is directing it. Greg Greg Matolo, the yeah. director of uh, Adventureland, which and I really Super- want to see. I haven't seen that. And Superbad as well. And Superbad, yeah. Adventureland's supposed to be really really good. Oh, I've that one. Uh, but this is about two science fiction fanboys who find an alien, an, a real life alien on outside their, Area on their, 51. Like, on their yeah, on their, on their tour of the states on the way to get to San Diego Comic Con. Is this when they're on their way back from the con, or when they're on the way on the way to, to on the way to the con? That's right, uh, which is uh, which is an idea that's just ripe for amazing comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so the casting, they've got Jason Bateman from um, Arrested Development. Normally, I would be happy about that, but Jason Bateman has just been playing Jason Bateman for too many movies. Yeah, now, he's done a lot of. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of it. I mean, it's like I, I'm I'm trying not to lose interest too much because I'm really looking forward to um, Extract, the new Mike Judge movie that he's the lead in. Oh really? Have I you seen the trailer? The trailer for this? It's it looks fucking cool. It's uh, Jason Bateman, um, Mila Kunis, uh, and um, Kristen Wiig and Ben Affleck. No, oh, what's it about? It's uh, it's about this. They work at this bottle plant, and it's about this uh, one of one of their um, staff, played by Clifton Collins Jr. He's um, he loses one of his testicles in an accident. And so like, he's like suing or something. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Mila Kunis is someone that's brought in to sort of... Jason, Fixer. Yeah, Jason Bateman's running the place. Uh, and Ben Affleck is his pot-smoking best friend lawyer. <laughs> ben Affleck... Ben Affleck he's, he's making some good choices these days. He's making some good choices these days. And uh, it just looks like that classic sort of Mike Judge. It looks like he's going back to his, his, his office space. Cool. Uh, his office space roots. And that looks really good. Yeah. But, I'm going to have to make another movie on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Kirsten Wiig's also in Paul as well. I like Kristen Wiig. Um, she's she's good fun. Yeah, Seth Rogen's cast as the, the eponymous Paul. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, that's something like great great choice, but at the same time a little a little over a little overexposed. Uh, yeah, a little obvious. He's he's in a lot of that stuff. He seems to be turning up in everything these days. Mm. Was he, he was in another animated movie recently. He's, he's in much more than but he's in something else as well. Recently. Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I wish my mouth was bigger. <laughs> yeah, he's the cricket. <laughs> but Bill Hader's in it, and I haven't seen Bill Hader do anything bad. Bill Hader's good fun. I haven't. It's not. It, no, it's Rain Wilson who did the rocker, wasn't it? Wasn't Bill? Yeah, Hader. yeah. Rain Wilson did the rocker. Bill Hader had a fucking great role in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's just genius in that. I was like, you're talking about my wife. Are you sure you want to go there? I'll fucking I'll stick you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was really funny. In is that. he in Night at the Museum? It is him under the custard gear, isn't it? I don't know. You can't pay me to see that piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Night in the Museum. God, it's the kind of movie that makes you hate families because you know that they're the reason movies like that get fucking made. And it's made shitloads of money. I mean, it's, it's actually made more money than Terminator. I know, I know. Which is disgusting. But yeah. then again, it's, I think it opened in like 1,000 plus more theaters. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. weird. For Terminator, what thought? Terminator was 3,000 something. I remember Night in the Museum, it was like 4,000. I, that- I know that Night in the Museum 2 opened in quite a few more theaters. But um, Terminator Salvation opened one day before. 
Yeah. So that it balances out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Terminator's only made forty three million. It's one million less opening weekend than Terminator Three, even before mm. you. If, uh, the, yeah, 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 inflation yeah. and shit. Night of Museum made fifty three point five million, and to put that into a perspective, Star Trek made seventy five million its opening weekend. Yeah. So. No, it's I don't not, know if this is going to put pay to their plans for the trilogy for Terminator, but... It, uh, it looks like it might. Yeah. It looks like it might. I mean, a lot of it now depends on whether or not it has legs. Plus the overseas. The overseas, yeah. Uh, but... Because um, the initial, that, that the initial word that met was surprisingly bad. Like, bad we'll get yeah. to it later on, but I didn't think it deserved that. I didn't think it deserved that either. I mean, it's, uh, it's a flawed movie for sure, but it did not deserve the drubbing it's been getting. Yeah. Uh, did, did you... you uh, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> no, after you. Ladies first. Oh, pussy's next. <laughs> uh, did you uh, read this bit in Empire about uh, little little snippets from John Favreau and Mickey Rourke about Iron Man Two? I just caught a bit of it. I didn't read the whole thing. It has um, uh, the Fabs talking a little bit about what uh, the conflict in Tony's character is going to be, and it also has Mickey Rourke talking describing the uh, the Whiplash suit. Yeah. Did you read about this? Yeah. So it's like it, he's got holes in it and stuff. It's like you can see his tats and things. Yeah, through. yeah. Which uh, which leads me to believe they're going with the ultimate Whiplash look. Oh really? Yeah. Ultimate Whiplash is a little bit like that. Oh, I can't remember. What was when was Ultimate Whiplash thrown up? Was he one part of the gang with the Crimson Avenger kind of thing or? Ultimate Whiplash. Uh, it was part of the. It was a couple of years ago, I think. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember uh, who the run. I think it was a miniseries. But I remember reading it somewhere. Somewhere, uh, but uh, it looks like yeah, like we've heard this before. They're going to be focusing heavily on the consequences of what happens when the whole world knows you're Iron Man. You're Iron Man. Yeah, I think one of the things they said is that um, he's going to be. He said he's Iron Man. Yeah, but he's not what people think is what Iron Man. He needs to live up to that. There's uh, what the quote is: is that uh, Tony's expected to be a role model, and I don't think he's ready to be one. He's yeah. under a great deal of pressure, and when you're under pressure, I think you find outlets for that. Uh, Alcohol, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the tensions of the film. The uh, demon it's one in the thing bottle, to say, yeah. <laughs> It's one thing to say you're Iron Man, and another thing to actually become Iron, Iron Man. And he also mentioned that Don Cheadle will be, I think he will be, he will Tony's be. not the only suited guy. There's going to yeah, be yeah, suiting yeah. up all over the Man, place. Terrence Howard is fucking pissed. He's Next pissed. time, baby. <laughs> Next time. Next time, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, believe he really talks like that. Really well, if can. he loses weight, he can play Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Tito, get me some tissue. <laughs> Jermaine, stop teasing. <laughs> and so I've learned. And he does sing. He's got an album out, which apparently sucks. Terrence he has Howard. an album out. Yeah, Terrence Howard. Oh, because that was he did a, he did a musical, didn't he? At one point. I don't. I don't know. Didn't I he, mean, like he was like he was on so. One of the oh yeah, he was on Dreamgirls. No, no, not Dreamgirls. No, um, it was some, something around that time. He was Hustle and Flow. Was Hustle and Flow. He was singing in that. Yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's the. Movie. It was Oscar nominated for. Yeah, he was Oscar nominated for. Yeah. Sing like that. No, so I've learned. Did you see the pictures that went up on Joe Blow from the first kind of off uh, candid shots from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah. It's Talk very, about wasting your time. Yeah, there's not much, but you do get to see him wearing the hat, and he's wearing a stripy sleeveless t-shirt as opposed to a stripy jumper. Well, this is before he gets all mangled and burned, yeah, yeah. you know? So, I mean, I would imagine he probably changed his clothes. Yeah, I must, I must have forgot the fact. I didn't realize it was Jackie Earl Healy. Haley. No, no, I mean, like, that's what I was saying. I was looking at him, I was like, it doesn't look like him. Yeah. It doesn't look well, like it was, him. It was a profile shot. You can't really see him that well. No, I know, I know. But if he looks like Rorschach, he looks like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> if, you know, he looks like... That, that is the only thing about this this reboot that I that gives me some glimmer of hope is that I think they, they cast Freddy Krueger right. Yeah. If you're... I mean, like, it's going to be weird seeing A, a Nightmare on Elm Street. If it was Seth Rogen, it wouldn't work. No. No. <laughs> Overexposed. <laughs> Overexposed. They also had a casting call out for um, lady, lots of ladies who will be needed for a pool scene, apparently. So yeah, yeah. they go for the R-rated R. 
Oh god. I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't know how I feel about this movie at all. Because yeah. I am a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Oh, they're classics. They're classic movies, and even though they did get progressively, you know, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, got, they went beyond stupid. They, they went, went a whole new stupid. country. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, they went, it was a circus by the end of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Freddy was a clown, but I, he was a clown that I never stopped loving, to, loving watching. You always know? liked him in it, yeah. I always liked him, and I just loved to see the different ways they could come up with to kill people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, that's the thing, great. he's always invented, and then he has the funny line afterwards. I think it was when he got his TV show, that's when it started going downhill, Freddy's New Nightmares. <laughs> I love uh, in, in part three where the chick's watching TV, and it looks like uh, it's, um, what's this, Dick Cabot interviewing Zaza Gabor. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and like, she, he's, and Zaza Gabor is talking about charity with the kids, and they have to help the children, whatever. And then uh, uh, Dick Cabot's like, uh, can I ask you something else? And she's like, sure. And then it cuts back, it's Freddy Krueger. Who gives a fuck what you <laughs> <laughs> Freddy. Did you hear about uh, Al Pacino supposed to be cast as Jack Kevorkian, Dr. Death? Yes. It's a HBO original film. Oh, is it HBO? I didn't see it, it was HBO. It's a HBO. Well, I, I, it's I called I You Don't Know Jack. That's what I remember. And Barry Levinson's directing, right? Oh, really? Yeah, Barry Levinson is directing. I didn't see it on the news either. From what I, from what I remember reading, it is a, a HBO original movie. How Which, are they going to go with this? I don't know. Because it's like... All I know is, is I love HBO. <laughs> it's not TV, it's HBO. He's, uh, Dr. Jack Kevorky and Dr. Death was the guy who euthanized fucking, what, 160 people? Mm-hmm. Or assisted suicide. And Bring it's, it! It's, it's, it's him setting up his death machine or whatever. Bring it, it, man. But, I mean, I'm just wondering, are they going to go that he's a creepy fuck? Are they going to go that it's an uplifting tale of one man's quest to help people die? Uh, if they want my money, they better go with he's a fucking creepy yeah. fuck. <laughs> they better go with the uh, fucking disgusting guy can't stop euthanasia. <laughs> he beat the Michigan court system loads of times, so is it going to be like courtroom drama kind of shit as well? Is it going to be like fucking... I don't know, there's no... Uh, Aaron Brockovich, only she kills people. They're quite light on plot details, I yeah. mean, in terms of how they're going about doing it. Right now, all I know is uh, the is uh, what it's based on, oh, yeah. who the lead is, and uh, who the director is. And I remember reading somewhere, I can't remember the site, that it was uh, an original HBO film. Which does make a lot of sense, because these days, that's where a lot of these passion projects get taken to. Because yeah. a movie like this is not going to set the box office alight. No. You know, so in that regard, HBO is the perfect place to go to, to make an uncompromised version. Yeah. You know, because you, you can have all the swearing in there, and all the shit in there, all the horrific imagery and all that crap. Yeah. You can have it in there. And for the most part, I'd say HBO films are a hell of a lot more consistent than theatrical releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, of yeah a even lot last week we were talking about Taking Chance. Taking Chance, um, you know, like, uh, and just... All, all the stuff that comes out of there, Generation Kill, fucking, um, what's that other one about the, uh, that, did you see that HBO movie about breast men? David Schwimmer? I've seen bits of it, yeah. Chris, the guys who come up with, uh, yeah, with the fake breast. Breast breast, yeah. It's yeah. quite an old movie. I was still in college yeah. in the States when that came out. David Schwimmer and Chris Cooper. Yeah, yeah. And it was awesome. We get to see Ross snorting coke up chick's tits. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Rachel. Ross is all grown up. Ross actually, I he was never my favorite friend in Friends, but yeah. he was always my favorite actor. He's, yeah. He does, he, out of everyone. I liked him in, uh, was it when he's in Band of Brothers and he's a massive dickhead. <laughs> he just kept getting people killed. He was like an idiot sergeant that they always have in those movies. But he, he's, the, he's the one out of Friends that's shown the most um, out of Friends range. Yeah. You know, the one who's done a real sort of like, a lot of different kinds of different. And Matthew Perry's done the least. Matthew Perry, I don't. Uh, I actually like Matthew Perry. I wish he. I wish he would do more. If he would maintain his quality level and his weight, he'd be quite good. Yeah, yeah. You know, like just put the Perkadan down, man. Or was it Vicodin? It was Vicodin. something. Yeah, it, it something was, like that. It was yeah. something that he was something that he was hooked on. He's the real life uh, inspiration behind House. 
He did do one movie called Numb, which was supposed to be quite good. I haven't heard of that one. In terms of uh, him showing a different side of him. Yeah. Although I think Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, he was yeah. okay in. He's yeah, he, I liked him in that. I liked him in that. I mean, it, at first it came across like he was rehashing Chandler, but then it it sort of became something... Sparled off. ...that had quite a bit more depth. Uh, did you... Uh, I was asking you about this earlier. That there was an interview on Cinefools with Ashley Miller, who's the uh, co-writer of the upcoming Mighty Thor movie. Oh, yeah? That Kenneth Branagh is directing. No, it is. And the Daily Mail also had a little uh, conversation with Tom Hiddleston, who's going to be playing Loki. Uh, but here's a cool little quote from the, um, from the Cinefools uh, website. Uh, not in the sense that you want to see a generic dark take on Thor, but in the sense that you want to feel Thor's rage when he rages. You want to see him fight like hell and take as much as he dishes out, maybe more. Fight like hell with one L. <laughs> you want to have, you want to have a visceral reaction to the guy and what happens to him. You don't want his adventures to be clean and antiseptic. Yeah. You want to see the dirt and grime and blood from the hammer. You want to feel every bone-crushing moment of every fight. <laughs> and when he unleashes the storm, you want to feel like you're seeing the power of a god. When he brings the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> and fanboys across the world go, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah. And there's, and there's Branna behind the camera. Lovely, darling, lovely. Yes. <laughs> Could you do it one more time, please? I remember uh, an interview with Nathan Lane when they were doing Love's Labor's Lost, and he quoted like, uh, Kenneth Branagh, like how he asked him to be in the movie. He called him up. It's like, no, this is, this is Ken Branagh here. Um, uh, we're doing a musical version of Love's Labor's Lost, and I'd love you to be involved. Love, love you to be involved. <laughs> we won't make any money, but we're going to have gobs of fun. Gobs of fun. He does strike you as the type of guy who says that. We'll have tea and crumpets every day at the Levinses. <laughs> and uh, in the Daily Mail, they talk to Tom Hiddleston, and uh, he says, um, quote, Loki's like a comic book version of Edmund in King Lear, but nastier. Uh, he's a shapeshift. How much nastier? Well, Loki's skilled in black magic and sorcery. He's a shapeshifter and has all sorts of superpowers from the dark arts. He can turn clouds into dragons, things like that. Things like that. <laughs> and between uh, now and January, when Thor begins shooting, uh, Tom Hiddleston has to keep himself... January? Yeah, they start... Oh, we're going to have to start talking about it. They, right? start, shooting, <laughs> they start shooting in January. Um, and uh, Tom says he has to keep himself fit and healthy because, and I quote... Ken wants Loki to have a lean and hungry look like Cassius in Julius Caesar. Is it 2010 or 2011? You push back, right? Why push back? It's only 2010, it's now 2011. Beginning of 2011. 2011. Yeah. Oh, 2010? Yeah, that's what I mean. I thought it was. It back from like a May maybe till November or something like that, maybe. Yeah, something like that. 2010. It's only starting in January, Jesus. Mm hmm. What was that movie we were talking about last week where they hadn't got the director at Conan? Have they got a director for that yet? That's supposed to be starting like a week or two, right? No, that's been going on so long to the point where I'm not so sure I want to see a Conan movie anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Conan the Barbarian was pretty badass. What is good in life? I'd be happy. Yeah. I'd be happy just to stick with that. Again, it's the reboot. There you go. Speaking of reboots, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, he's making a little bit of a comeback, although I have not actually seen... Oh, he's rebooting his career. He's rebooting his career, that's what I mean. (laughs) Some of you may remember Chevy Chase from uh, movies like Spies Like Us and... Fletch. uh, Cops and Robertsons. Fletch Lives. Fletch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nothing But Trouble. The the National Lampoons. National Lampoons, vacation movies. Oh, God, I had such a crush on Beverly (laughs) D'Angelo. Mom. But uh, yeah, he's uh, got a role in the time travel comedy called Hot Tub Time Machine with uh, John Cusack. And uh, this actually does sound 
so bad it might be fun. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by Steve Pink, and it follows a bunch of unsatisfied guys who get thrown back to their younger days in 1987 via their jacuzzi. They don't say, do they become the younger selves, or are they just like I hanging around? I haven't a fucking clue. Because this has been in development hell for ages, and there was other people attached at some point, mm -hmm. and then now it's, I think Cusack stayed with the whole way through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cusack's always been attached. Yeah. But uh, Chevy Chase plays a mysterious repairman who dispenses pearls of wisdom and may or may not be behind the metaphysical road trip. He's playing the Christopher Walken role. I have no idea what he's doing, but this movie sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, a time-traveling jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah, basically that's it. <laughs> that's genius. I haven't seen, I'm not sure if it's going to get an international release, but they have that movie, Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel. Yeah, honestly. It's a time-traveling pub. Because it's, uh, it's got Chris Dowd in it, right? Yeah. The guy from the IT, the IT crowd. crowd. And uh, Anna Faris. Yeah. Who I like. Oh, yeah, we know that. Yeah, yeah, you don't like her. She's just... But uh, you were judging from her on-screen persona, she's thick as plank. I know it's acting, but still. But you were saying um, that uh, Chevy Chase has not impressed you in his uh, little role in Chuck. Yeah, his little role in Chuck, he was playing a bad guy, but it was like, he was just playing Chevy Chase. It was the mannerisms and the tics and stuff, and it wasn't, he just had a few little kind of funny lines, but it wasn't but that's brilliant. But that's, that's what Chevy Chase has done. Yeah. The only, the only time Chevy Chase has really, really cracked me up is his Saturday Night Live shit. Yeah. I mean, if you go back and on YouTube, his Saturday Night Live stuff, there was a comic genius at work there, but ever with his movie career. I like career, Fletch. Huh? I like Fletch. I know, but Fletch, you know, like. Spies Like Us, I saw that at the cinema. Fletch, that, I mean, yes, but Spies Like Us had a lot going for it. Yeah. It wasn't just Chevy Chase. I mean, and he. The and cheat scene alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the eye patch and he's pulling it out to have a look at the notes. I know, I like, I like the scene just prior to that when he's with his girl and she, like, gets off, you know, it's like. I saw my I saw my neurologist today, you know. Yeah. Like, so, you're not gonna give me some bullshit that you're dying, are you? No, not now. <laughs> no, but Chevy Chase, that's what he does. He's yeah. basically, he's like a poor in in, in a sense in that regard. His uh, his style is kind of similar to Bill Murray in the sense that they have that sort of love sedonic yeah. type of. Laid back. Laid back. Because he is, and then Chucky played like a supervillain, basically, you know, building his, you know, with a layer and henchmen and stuff like that. But he was really kind of, he was like a kind of a, like a really nice guy as well. He's like a, he's like a domesticated, pussified Bill Murray. Definitely. He needs to do a few edgy movies to get his, like, cred back up. He needs to do a Tarantino movie. Yeah. <laughs> Tarantino, if you're listening, cast Chevy Chase in your movie. I would love to see Chevy Chase in a Tarantino movie swearing, cursing like a sailor with fucking Uzis and shit. Did, did, you, get, uh, did you get notes uh, Did you get notes on the uh, Dolph Lundgren was talking about being on yeah. The Expendables? Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah, read yeah. all of it, but it looked like he had a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's having a good time about it. I mean, he did talk a little bit about his, about his character. He's, his character is, uh, you know... Good guy goes to goes crosses over to the bad side and crosses back to the good side. Very conflicted. He's Jeff uh, About as conflicted as you can get in a movie called yeah. The Expendables. <laughs> you know? uh, but uh, the one thing he did say that did kind of give me a nice mental picture is like there's one scene towards the end where everyone's there. Jason cool. Statham, Mickey Rourke, uh, Jet, Jet Li, Stallone, Eric Dolph Roberts. Lundgren. They're all fucking there in this one scene. And he was describing that day and he's like saying that uh, when you look at the chairs, the names on the chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is fucking insane. <laughs> in the eighties, this is what the cars are fucking shoveling. Oh. We only got a maid. Oh, run! And some, and there in in a corner, you see like Jean Claude Van Damme crying. Or yeah. Steven Seagal like getting. But what is my character? I don't, I don't know. You make lots of money, yes, but what is my character? Well, Jean Claude Van Damme apparently um, he's uh, going to be in a horror movie next. Oh yeah, called The Breed. Hmm. Yeah, The Breed. Uh, I remember like uh, there was just a little bit about it on uh, Shock Till You Drop mm. and uh, he was like saying yes we found the script and it's a real script with real emotion <laughs> it's like this is starting to scare me dude okay like yeah. you know I mean you've had one hit don't squander it don't squander it don't fuck with what people like about you mm. you know um, I mean but he was 
uh, exceptionally good in JCVD. Yeah, I have more style of it because the subtitles were fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was exceptionally good in it, especially that long one shot, that confessional. But yeah. Then, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... I would... That's acting. That's fucking acting, dude. I was blown away. I mean, it's... You know, it's like... And, and he's speaking uh, French, so it's... Um, so it just comes across more real. Mm. It might not have been as effective if uh, he was speaking in English, you know, because you'd constantly... You'd have the Jean-Claude Van Damme delivery. Yeah, you'd have that Van Damme delivery, but because he was speaking in, in what I would assume is his mother tongue, it just seems so real. I mean, I was hope I was thinking to myself, dude, have a career in fucking France. Start doing dramas, it, dramas in, in, Fr in France. Follow the, uh, what's his name? The Eric Cantona model. This was <laughs> yeah. some new movie where he's like playing yeah. a director and he's this guy like, He's getting standing ovations in the Cannes Film Festival for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's Eric Cantona, he kicks a ball. <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, he doesn't, he kicks fans. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, that, but did you ever hear the, his press conference when he retired? And he read out a poem about the seagulls chasing after the, the, the yeah. fishing ship? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Shock Till You Drop, they had a nice little kind of uh, a movie I hadn't heard about at all. It's a new Bruce Willis movie called Grimm. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't listened to the synopsis. Yeah, I saw. I didn't. I didn't read the the synopsis all the way through, but I saw the poster. Yeah, it looks pretty badass. Yeah, and it looks like what was it? The the, the tagline is um, "Far, far away" is, is, is a lot closer than you think, or something along those lines. Or it comes home. Mm. Far, far away just came close to home, and it's like it looks like it's like grim kind of fairy tale shit happening to this town. So there's like, there's a, he finds a giant frog and drops it in a pool and this, dude, this frog person comes out like the princess and the frog and there's like someone, the gra a grandmother gets savaged by a wolf and shit. And this town, bad shit just happens to kids in the town. And he's uh, the new cop in town who's running, yeah, it's like, who's uh, walked into town and um, you know, he's got his family and his kids and he's mm -hmm. trying to protect them from that. So could be good. I mean, Bruce Willis, he's doing this some interesting choices these days. This came out some time ago, right? Oh, I just saw the, the poster during the week. I hadn't heard about it. Oh, right. No, I, I remember seeing the poster about three or four weeks ago. Mm. I didn't bring it up because it's like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't too sure. Like, Plus, it's Russell Mulcahy directing it, like who, Resident Evil, it's one thing I learned from that movie is he can't direct action anymore. Russell Mulcahy, he seems to be doing a fair bit these days. Yeah, he's, he's doing also, a lot. Well, he's also got that shoot him up, uh, like a shoot him up Malone. Or oh, give him hell Malone. Give him hell Malone. That looks awesome. That looked interesting. That I looks cool. I watched Thailand again recently and just the, the action in that is cool. He's solid. In fucking Resident Evil, he has Mila Jovovich, fucking science ninja, two blades running around and it's pedestrian. I haven't seen it. Every shot, like there's a shot where she should be doing the slow-mo, she's doing a jump off a container down onto zombies and it should be the fuck yeah, it should be there, her kicking the dog in the face in the first one shot. But it's just wasted. You're just like watching the battle scenes going, mm. can we have more dialogue? Really? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Can we get I, some more Paul W.S. Anderson's dialogue, please? <laughs> I haven't seen uh, the, I didn't see the second or third one. I mean, the first one I felt was adequate. It was fun. I felt it was, uh, Probably one of the better video game adaptations, you know, yeah. and, and that's not saying much. No, it's not. No. That's not saying it's much. It's better than Super Mario Brothers. It's better than Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> Dude, anything's better than yeah, no, Super yeah, yeah. Mario Brothers. Watching Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo run around in fucking colorful boots. overalls. I mean, watching paint dry is more interesting than that. Watching Bob, trying to say that Bob Hoskins is a believable Italian is just, <laughs> it's Bob fucking Hoskins. <laughs> you know, sometimes he's not even a believable man. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like some weird... Thing that Jim Henson made. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Other casting news. A movie again that I hadn't. I think I might have heard about it a month or two ago. We haven't talked about it before. Kevin Smith's movie, A Couple of Dicks. Couple of Dicks. That's right. This is his movie with Bruce Willis. Yeah, again, Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. Who I'm interested. I haven't seen Tracy Morgan in much movies, but in Thirty Rock, he's playing himself, and he's insane. And he's brilliant in it. I know Tracy Morgan from uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Because when I was in college, he was still one of the regular cast members. 
And he was funny. Yeah. I mean, he was funny in Saturday Night Live. I am not that familiar with uh, 30 Rock. Yeah, and that he's like, he's an idiot, but he's like the, 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 the popular idiot who everyone wants to watch, so they have to put him on the show. Mm-hmm. But he just does insane shit every week. And he's just, he, the, what's the, one, the, liners, the one-liners he comes out with are brilliant. This, uh, with, with uh, a couple of dicks, what actually gets me excited about it, about the Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan team up, is the fact that it's Kevin Smith and the fact that it's going to be R. Yeah. Rated R. Uh, because they're, they're, Kevin Smith can't write PG-13 to save his fucking no, life. No, he can't. Fucking his no dialogue way. just takes a nosedive as soon as you take out all the four-letter words. Yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I can't use the word cop. Fuck it. Oh, God. <laughs> but he's, gonna, <laughs> he's got some kind of like script writing Tourette's. It was like, a long time ago in a, in a valley far, far away, there was a princess who looked cop. No, fucking shit. What am I doing? Because he always tries to write these sugary love stories. You know, and he's he's writing the front, and then you know, like blah 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 blah, and then. Uh, the takes it up fuck, the ass. Fuck. <laughs> but he's also the cast uh, Sean William Scott, just to give you an idea of the tone of the movie. He's cast as the shit bandit. And uh, Adam Brody. Yeah, Adam Brody, who's Seth Cohen from um, o- OC. The OC. Yeah. So there are the cops looking for this valuable baseball card, and they cross guns with gangsters and Mexican gangsters, and they cast the the female lead in as well. I just saw the news today, but didn't can't remember. The only thing that uh, gets me excited about these kinds of ideas now is uh, is if it's rated R, because yeah. at least then there's a there's a chance there's that you might edge. be able to, yeah they'll have an edge because otherwise Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan it's lower than one it's yeah it's it's Showtime <laughs> yeah it's fucking Eddie Murphy De Niro I mean I was so excited about that really that team up yeah Robert De Niro and Eddie Murphy in a movie together and if if, if they were allowed to go off. I, I, that would be an insane movie but Showtime you just got this fucking watered down pussy version. See the uh, concept art for Avatar. Yes, I saw the concept art for Avatar. I'm not impressed. My eyeballs do not feel like they're getting fucked. No? No. It's early production art, though. It's, it's early, early production art. art. It's the, probably the first two pages of the book. It's from the, the art of Avatar. I'm at the What's point... What's the book called? The Art of Avatar. James Cameron's epic adventure. You see, that's just it. That's exactly why I'm no longer, I'm no longer impressed. I'm sure when I finally do, do see footage, I'll be blown away. Yeah. But in the meantime, I'm just so tired of hearing about James Cameron's fucking epic adventure. Yeah. I want to see some of it. Yeah. Show me the money. I know he likes it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, dedicated 10 years of his life to getting it made. You know, I know that James Cameron thinks it's the next thing. You know, I mean, this is common knowledge. He also thought sitting in a submarine at the bottom of the fucking Atlantic looking at Titanic was a good idea. Not the movie, just the documentaries he did for yeah, the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the wilderness years. No, but at least that I can understand where, why he would want to do something like that. I mean, mm. you know, the thi- that fucking ship was obviously a huge deal to him for the amount of time that he dedicated to himself. I mean, it, it's a mad fucking obsession that I don't get. He but just spent the whole time looking for that fucking necklace. That's all he was after. <laughs> he was... <laughs> but yeah. it does look like it could be a cool... Aliens-esque movie. Dude, they keep I'm the sure tech. it's going to be a cool-esque Aliens movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I'm just tired of seeing concept bits of it, yeah. bit small little bits of it. I just like I just want to see, I want to see something in motion. Yeah, I want to see something. Because even the, the, the week before, the, the few days before the concept art came out, there was a big scoop on the web, which was they showed the leg of a robot. I know, you know. The thing is, is that uh, James Cameron, the, is you know it's going to be at the very least. Some you competent. Know, it's, yeah, it's James Cameron. Yeah. So obviously it's gonna be good. Obviously you're you're psyched. But it's like <laughs> Give it time. I don't know, it's like I just wanna see something. I'm not it, it's beautiful art. Yeah. It's beautiful art, but it looks like It looks like Sam Worthington driving the thingy. I know, but I guess the, the issue I have with the conceptual art is that it doesn't look like anything I haven't kind of already seen before. Yeah, it's robotics. 
Yeah, you know, say, it looks like the toys. It looks like a combination from with the loader in Aliens. It looks like the Harvester from from Terminator Salvation. Yeah, it it has all of that. You know, it looks like the fucking Walkers from Matrix Revolutions. It has it has that sort of mecha look that you've seen before. Yeah, you know, only difference is is that uh, you know it's, it's a got a windshield. Yeah. <laughs> And you know the jet looks like the jet from from Aliens. I from mean, Halo. Yeah, it, it has similarities with that. The fucking shit that's chasing them looks like Jurassic Park. Yeah. So I mean, I have no doubt that I'm gonna uh, love what I see when it finally comes out. When is it like, supposed to come out anyway? Is it next year or is it 2011? I, th I think it's it's this year. Is it? I think it's the end of this year. There was talk of the trailer being attached to Transformers, Transformers but yeah. that got shut down later in the week. It's um, I think it's coming out December this year. Hmm. I think okay, okay, we don't we're gonna have to look at that, look that up because uh, that is one of those things that uh, I've just been, you know, like everyone else. I'm it's fatigue. Like, it's publicity you know. fatigue. Yeah, yeah. But then again, if people weren't, you know, if there wasn't all this information out there, we wouldn't have a podcast. That's true. That is true. <laughs> we'd we'll be waiting each one for Empire Emp to drop <laughs> and then reading it out. God, remember back in the day, you know, you used to go to your news agents. <laughs> is the new issue out yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of news. What you got? Hmm? Too old to complete the training. We're on to the trailers. trailers. Toy Story 3. This this teaser sucks. We just talked about that. I know. <laughs> For those of you just tuning in. Yeah. Toy Story 3 teaser sucks. Yeah, it that's sucks fast. That's all I'm going to say about it's it. It's smug and it's self-congratulatory. The best trailer this week is the... Uh, I'm not even going to call it a remake. It's sort of like a reimagining of um, Abel Ferrara's... Um, Bad Lieutenant. Bad Lieutenant. This oh, one is called it, Bad Lieutenant... Port of Call, Call New, New Orleans. Orleans. Like... What's with the length of the name, for fuck's sake? Yeah, I know. Uh, the title's the biggest problem I have with the, with the movie so far, because this trailer looks awesome. Nicolas Cage is in it, and uh, it's directed by Werner Herzog, and he's a cop who's a dirty cop. He's a dirty cop. But he's, he's a funny dirty cop. He's a crazy drug... I mean, like, if they are following the original, he's, he's just a desperate fucking drug-addicted... Drug Fuck, fucked up guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just a fucked up human being. Throughout the trailer, they have him just like, you know, they just cut back to him snorting up his hand. <laughs> Which is, uh, I mean... In his lucky crack pipe. I mean, this this trailer, it looks like... Uh, it looks like the original on acid. Yeah. You know, I mean, the original, they play it very real. Yeah. So even though you have all the drug taking, you have all the uh, these terrible fucking... Violent, horrible violent, crimes happening to people. things happening. It's all... It's all handled with such uh, such realism that you don't get the the laugh factor. Yeah. Whereas with this one, it looks fucking it funny. Looks, it looks fucking funny. And Cage looks hilarious. Yeah. It, it's Vampire's Kiss Cage. Yeah. It's Vampire's Kiss Cage. He's and chewing on the fucking scenery. And it's about fucking time because uh, I was getting tired of National Treasure Cage. Mm. You know. Uh, Hair acting Cage. We need some fucking some ba you know less Bangkok dangerous and more Vampire's Kiss, more. Uh, more pricky. I'm a pricky pair. <laughs> I think you mentioned during the week on your Twitter feed that you'd seen the trailer for Mr. Nobody. Yeah, looks fucking interesting. It looks pretty fucking interesting. It's like interesting. it's Belgian, but it's uh, Jared Leto's in it, and he's like he's, all these different lives yeah, yeah, happening. Yeah, 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 and it's yeah. like sliding doors, but more so. And uh, Sarah Polly and uh, Diane Kruger. I mean, it's got a. I love Sarah Polly. I love Sarah Polly as well. I, and I and I I love Diane Kruger as well. I don't know why. Yeah, you you've you told her you love the poster. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, that yeah. poster yeah. from Inglorious Bastards. I, I, I know. I have to get that Diane Kruger poster from Inglorious Bastards. That looks insane. Ha! Oh, put it on the ceiling above the bed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I finally caught. I don't know. Did you mention before the trailer for the Brothers Bloom? The Bl Brothers Bloom. The Brothers Bloom. I saw, I saw the trailer a while back. We didn't mention it though, did we? No. This is the the new uh, con 
uh, con man movie uh, from the director of Brick. Yeah, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. And I was, every time I saw the, the, the publicity, the posters for I was like, oh, these look like smug fuckers. But it's a con movie and it looks kind of snappy and it looks pretty cool. It does, like, look, yeah. it does look like quite good fun and uh, Rachel Weisz looks like she's having a good time in it. Yeah. Rachel Weisz is playing this uh, heiress who basically she's has... She's the mark. Yeah, she has so much. Yes, but, but they've gotten her involved in the con. That's right. Uh, but that's part of the con. But yeah, uh, is that part of the con as well? Yeah, it's one of those types of movies. Yeah, which is always a risky sort of proposition because. But it can be like, good. Was it? Is it the Gene Hackman one? Heist? Is it? Yeah. That's. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's genius. It's that's just it. like it's <laughs> wheels within circles within wheels within. That's that's David Mamet. Yeah. That's fucking. That, that's the one with Del Rolindo and uh, Danny DeVito, right? Yeah. Yeah. Great fucking movie. And Inside um, Man's great for that as well, actually. But I am looking forward to The Brothers Bloom simply because it's from the guy who wrote and directed Brick. Brick, yeah. Which I loved. And he's been publicizing as well. His next movie after that he's going to work on called um, Looper. Hmm? Looper? I haven't heard of this one. It's a sci-fi movie he's going to make. And it's something... There was a more of a synopsis this week as well. They said that it's about hitmen whose victims from, are from the future visiting them or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not quite a time travel movie. It's just that sets up the drama or something like that. So God only knows where that's going to go. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all I got. No. Oh. Um, there's another the English version trailer for Dead Snow, the Norwegian movie, but the, the Snow Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't click on this. They, I clicked on this, and I, I'd seen the, the, the Norwegian trailer. I think it's Norwegian or Swedish, I can't remember. But I'd seen like, some of the original trailers when I came out there first, and mm-hmm. they look great. And mm-hmm. there was some extra, there was some like, you know, just clip trailers as well, just like one like, big long clip. But this has them like, it's the classic set of people on a lovely holiday, and then, you know, there's fucking something happens, and there's an old dude explaining to them what the whole thing was. But halfway through, the zombies start appearing, and Ode to Joy kicks in. <laughs> and it's just hilarious with these zombies going around and just shot after shot of people screaming. Sweet. And the Nazi paraphernalia and everything else. It looks really fun. I really want to see this movie. No, I, I want to see it too. I haven't seen the uh, the English trailer, but I saw the uh, the first one that yeah. came out. It looks really fun. Yeah. I mean, it's got a, a machine gun mounted snowmobile. That's awesome. Oh, there's another uh, zombie trailer. So Pontypool. Oh yeah. This is the one, I think I covered one of the trailers quite a while ago. It's the one where it's like, when you hear them, you're infected? Something like that. It's like, yeah, there's some signal or some noise. Yeah, it looks like a real sort of like uh, claustrophobic type of thing. They're all stuck in this one, isn't the... Radio station, right? Yeah, the radio station. And the lead, isn't uh, he Hollis Mason? Is it? Oh, that him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's he's, he's, kind of, he's not recognizable as Hollis Mason, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's him. Yeah. Like, okay, I could be wrong. Okay. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's him. You have been wrong in the past. I have been. And I've paid for it. <laughs> 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 Too old to complete the training. Yeah, you gotta stop doing that. Okay. Um, the, oh, we should, uh, reader mail. Reader mail. We have reader mail. We have reader mail. Let me drag up this reader mail. So, yeah, we got an email from Anne Marie from. Uh, Colorado, is it? Colorado, I believe, yeah. Yeah, she, uh, she asked if we could read this out, so yeah. we'll, we'll read it out. She liked, the, she liked the, the, the new intro, which we haven't played today. Um, we won't read some of the congratulatory stuff. No, I don't think you should. No, but uh, downloading from iTunes, quality's not good. If you're having problems with the quality, mm. let us know. We're not, we're not moving it to AAC format because that's you know, Apple and it's evil. We you're should right. take voicemail. Uh, I don't know how we do how, that. How, how exactly? <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've heard other podcasts maybe, do that, but maybe, I don't know. it's magic. Maybe mm. you could write in again, Anne Marie, and tell us how exactly would we do voicemail. We don't do this at a set at a, at a set time every yeah. day. But, um, but uh, I, I, I guess that is something to think about. The fourth point, I just think, is way out. It's way fucking out there. Yeah, I, and, I, and I like the little smiley face she does, like take voicemail. I, um, yeah, it's because. Uh, the rest of the things that she puts down there, there's no smiley face. It's yeah. just that one thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the uh, the you should cut down the swearing. It has no nobility. It has no nobility. We're not trying to be noble. No, 
Opinions uh, in the base common denominators. I am not under any orders to make the world a better place. <laughs> <laughs> it's opposite to your standing orders. Uh, but, you know, uh, for what it's worth, uh, Anne-Marie, uh, Thanks for writing I will, in. I will, we will take it under consideration and try our best to make sure that, uh, that our four-letter faux pas are a thing of the fucking past. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to seek legal advice on this. Uh, um, it's like... Uh, but but yeah. uh, maybe next time when, when she writes in again, you know, you, she could have a question. Yeah. You know, it's kind of... Well, hey, we've got mail. It's the just, first mail we've gotten in God knows how long. I know, but she just sort of, like, went Don't. on, like, basically, like... <laughs> forever, forever. I mean, Jesus, we already wasted how many minutes we should be talking about Terminator? I don't know. Do you want to lead off with the, the angels and demons? Because I want to get out of the way so we can just. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet though that she does have gray hair and has at least four cats. You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she likes watching her stories. <laughs> she likes a little. She likes her moving pictures. <laughs> So, movie reviews. Do you want to do Angels and Demons? Um, I'll, I haven't just seen do, it. I'll just do a really quick review of Angels and Demons yeah. uh, before we move on to Terminator Salvation. Okay, um, as far as being a follow-up to The Da Vinci Code is concerned, this movie is leaps and bounds better. Really? It is a massive improvement. Massive, massive improvement over Da Vinci Code. Uh, I, I didn't like Da Vinci Code. I found it fucking dull. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, and... Uh, I've only watched it in 10 minutes, almost. What, what just sort of shocked me about Da Vinci Code was how they managed to um, take a very fast-paced book and turn it into one of the slowest movie experiences you've ever, you've ever, you've ever had. Yeah. I mean, it was very, very, very slow. It had little moments, like little sort of like little moments where they came close to capturing, capturing a little bit of the speed yeah. and a little bit of the mystique behind uh, the novel. But for the most part, I found Da Vinci Code to be very boring. Yeah. And it was probably the first time ever I've seen a Tom Hanks performance I didn't like. Yeah. You know, he's, he's dependable all the time. And I mean, he just looked bored. Yeah. He looked bored. He looked like he was uncomfortable with with uh, with the plot, with the dialogue, with the character, with the hair, everything. Yeah. It just it was just, it just looked weird. It, he looked like oh shit, you know why am I in this fucking movie? <laughs> That's honest. But in Angels and Demons, nothing like that. He looks very comfortable. Cool. And it's back to the Tom Hanks that you like. You know. You know. It's like. He's got shorter hair. He's got a sense of humor. Uh, you know, I think that's that's another thing that this movie has that Da Vinci Code didn't is that this movie has a sense of humor. There are some nice little moments in there, some nice little laughs, uh, and nothing nothing too broad. And it's thorough. It, it, it's edge of the seat, right? Um, parts of it, parts of it are are, are pretty, uh, yeah, pr pretty, uh, pretty tense. Um, it does have a little bit of a slow start. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say it's about it takes about twenty minutes to get going. But once it gets going, it really just keeps keeps going. And uh, how's um, Ewan McGregor's accent? Ewan McGregor, okay, yeah. <laughs> he's he's good in it. Yeah. But every time he speaks, it's weird. Yeah. You. It, where's he supposed to be from? Because I remember listening to it, and they were saying, "Guess where he's from," and I forgot where he's actually from after that. I, I get the I get the impression he's he's supposed to be Irish. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and is it Northern Irish? I think he's supposed to be. I don't know. His accent does sound more Irish than Scottish, but it, it's walking this fine line of being Irish or what or what Spanish. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, it's it is weird. I thought he was Italian when I heard the clip. I thought he was just doing a really bad Italian accent. <laughs> no, no, no. He's not Italian. He's not uh, Italian. Um, okay, just a little bit about the plot. Basically, uh, the Pope has just died. And uh, there are these uh, four, four people known as the, uh, the Perfredi, who are the four preferred people, the favorites to become Pope Next. And they are kidnapped. Pope Next, I like that. It's like, yeah, it's like the advertising campaign. Pope Next. Vote me for Pope Next. Vote me for Pope Next. Pepsi uh, And uh, so, yeah, these guys are kidnapped by, uh, 
by a group of people claiming to be uh, the Illuminati. The Illuminati, which is the Vatican's old, old enemy, and uh, they need to bring Robert Langdon in to help them sort of figure this shit out. Figure this shit out and solve the mystery and all that shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, because you know, and it's a sequel to the Da Vinci Code, so they do play off those events a little bit in the sense that the Church, that the Vatican has major issues with Robert Langdon. You know, because he knows where Jesus is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he's on a first name basis with the last descendant of Christ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not many people can lay claim to such a boast. No, no. <laughs> like, hey, but you know who can? Tom fucking Hanks, because <laughs> he's the nicest guy in the world. Trademark. And the movie is the movie is a sequel, right? Because the, the movie is a sequel. The book was a prequel. prequel. This movie, so they rejected slightly for that. Yeah, they rejected slightly, but very little. You don't have to rejig it much. You, you read the book, right? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, I thought you had. No, I haven't. Oh. Uh, I've read Da Vinci Code. I haven't read the book. I haven't read Angels and Demons, which, and I think that's also another reason why I enjoyed the film. Uh, more, I think, I think, because uh, like uh, the one thing about the Da Vinci Code movie is that I wonder how I would have thought about, felt about it had I not read the book. Yeah. Uh, so having not read Angels and Demons, I think that helped me in this experience because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. You know. As, you didn't know where it was leading to. I didn't know where it was leading to. So in that regard, it was nice. I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, uh. And, yeah. Because I mean, even as I was watching the Da Vinci Code, I'm like, I don't trust Serena McKellen. Yeah. As soon as it's, it does kind of ruin it for you. As yeah. soon as Ian McKellen comes up there, it's like, bad guy! Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler! Don't trust the cripple! <laughs> he's, got, he's got a walking stick. There's something wrong. <laughs> what's, what's he got in there? What's he got in that walking stick? <laughs> I'm just giving up all kinds of shit. Um, but um, Angels and Demons, it's much leaner. Uh, it's much better paced. Uh, the chemistry between with him and the, with Tom Hanks and the female lead is better than it was with. Uh, what's Who's it? the female lead? Uh, I can't remember her name. Audrey Tattoo from the first one. Audrey Tattoo is the first one, uh, but uh, this one I can't remember some some weird name. <laughs> uh, and really, in a nutshell, that's essentially it. Is that they have uh, they have like about four hours. So the whole movie takes place. Within four hours, that's why it's so pacey. Have you read the book? No, it was okay. a ticking time bomb kind of thing. Though. Yeah, I mean, it really there's is. There's something that have to do before. It really time. is a, a ticking time bomb movie, and on that on that level, it does succeed. And something about it that about this one that Da Vinci Code didn't have is that this one has feels more epic. Yeah, it feels this, like a, it's a movie experience. Yeah, a, it feels like uh, it feels really big. It, the the production values are amazing. Yeah, and uh, because you know they didn't shoot in these places. Yeah, because they didn't shoot in the Vatican. <laughs> but you wouldn't think it. You mm. wouldn't know it. I mean, it looks like they're really there. I mean, the effects are in that regard are do a great job of being invisible. Yeah. Um, That's the best effect is when you can't see. Yeah, and the crowd scenes are just massive. Because the, the the place is thrown for all of the. Yeah, they're, they're, waiting yeah the they're, they're waiting for the, the next pope. So it's like the, the, those sequences, you really do get the sense like, yeah, this is a fucking movie. <laughs> uh, and in that regard, it does feel a lot more epic than Da Vinci Code did. Da Vinci Code, to me, felt like a history lesson. Yeah, it was very kind of a series of rooms. Yeah, in Angels and Demons actually feels like a thriller. Did they do the thing where he's explaining what's going on and they have a montage mixy with the kind of thing like they no. did the first one? They don't do that. No, just, they, just they don't it. do that. They don't, I mean, if they did do that, I don't remember. Mm. And uh, what does kind of, what is kind of nice about this movie is that it has a little bit of a 24 feel yeah because of uh, the, you know, the time, time constraints because uh, w what it is is that every hour one of these um, Pope favorites <laughs> the Pope next favorites yeah. um, is going yeah, to be executed yeah and uh, the ma and it's done according to the um, the, uh, the all the elements you know like land fire so all the ways in which they're killed have something to do with that and that's very that's very cool and quite quite gruesome oh, right. uh, has some nice little moments there I mean is it a perfect film? No, it's not a perfect film. Um, some of it is... <laughs> the plot's ludicrous. Really? I mean, no, no, the, the plot is... It's Dan Brown. Yeah. The plot is Dan Brown just fucking going crazy on his typewriter. 
you know, and there's a lot of things that you forget because it's so ridiculous. And to think about it, you know, it wouldn't hold together. It wouldn't hold together. So in that regard, it, it is good that the movie is as well paced as it is. Yeah. Um, actually, Roger Ebert put it best. This is a movie that asks you to be very forgiving. Yeah. But if you forgive it, oh boy, is it fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, that that was from Roger Ebert's review, and and That's I cool. that is a very nice way to put this movie. Yeah. Um, is that all of the things that annoyed you about Da Vinci Code are gone. Um, but and the explanations, like you know that that explanation on the move type of thing, that Da Vinci Code just tired, just just wore on tires. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. I got really tired after a while. This one has that as well. But it, it this movie recognizes that you only need that you only have a certain amount of time in which you can do this. Yeah, you can't keep doing it forever. So that's why it kind of takes a little while to get started because you have to lay this foundation. You know, and you you need to give Robert Langdon his "I'm the smartest man in the world" scene. Mm. You know, and so after a couple of these scenes, after that, it's like there's no time. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so that's cool. Sweet. Well, the Terminator then, what we'll do this week is we'll have the initial, or inaugural spoiler zone. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to a certain time. So we'll talk, we won't talk about spoilers for the first bit. Then mm-hmm. we'll do five minutes with spoilers so you can fast forward. We'll give yeah. you a time check when we yeah, get we'll to that Yeah, we'll give you point. a time check. So if you haven't seen the movie, just fast forward five minutes. When we get to that point. Not oh, yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I was so looking forward to this movie. I was I the I, last, I don't think it's been any surprise that you and I have been very pumped for this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially the trailers that they were throwing out were fucking rock. awesome. They rocked. They were awesome. I am John Connor, and you are the Resistance. <laughs> you will not kill me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, he does a lot of growly tendencies. He he's huge fucking fangs. Have you noticed that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I he, have. He, has, he has trouble wrapping his lips around them at times. I know, I know, I know. But for you, if you don't know what Terminator is, you're listening to the wrong podcast. But this is, it's in the future. Now, it's after Judgment Day. Skynet is just fucking kicking humanity's ass. They're fighting back, though. It's not like, I always, I always, I always assume from the other shit that like after, you, after Skynet nukes the world, there's only going to be a handful left. But this is like, we actually have some stuff. Yeah. We're not just throwing rocks at the, at the, at the monster robots. We're actually... We've got fucking awesome A10 tank buster planes. No, and no, no, I know. There, there are some questions that you don't want to ask. Yeah. You know, in, you know, so you can enjoy the movie for what it is. Yeah. You know, like uh, in terms of just, you know, logic. I mean, really, when you think about it, I mean, like, how many times can you stop Judgment Day and everything? Yeah, time? exactly. So you can never stop Judgment Day. It can only be delayed. There's a whole bunch of questions that you don't want answered yeah. to truly enjoy this movie properly for what it is. Yeah. Uh, but this movie is essentially the flashback sequences from the first two movies. Only in the daytime. Yeah. That's one thing that kind of hit me, because it's like, I actually watched, in preparation for this, I watched the, on YouTube, they have the clips from Terminator 2 3D, mm-hmm. where John Connor goes into the future, with Edward Furlong stuff, mm-hmm. and all that stuff in Terminator 1, Terminator 2, it was all shot all at night. night. And it was all, all at night. Yeah, the laser guns and the hunter killers and shit. Yeah. This is all during the day, and it looks good. It looks good. The shit looks awesome in it. I mean, one thing, okay, first thing that I need to give McGee props for, because I'm not going to give him props for everything, because he did fuck up a few things, but one thing I think he did a bang-up job is the action. Yeah. The action, like the, the first, the, the opening, the opening it, it sequence. Sets up, yeah, we should just quickly synopsis. It, uh, it opens up, and John Connor is already part of the resistance, but he's not leading the resistance. And mm-hmm. even the resistance leaders are sick of him, this fucking future prophet, because he yeah. does go on the radio and explain about you know yeah, yeah, who he yeah. is and everything that's going he on. He cut ranks like, and everything, you know, and uh, he does. In that regard, there is that neo factor. Yeah, that he's a prophet, you know, which. Uh, 
Which I, I wasn't really sold on. Yeah. I wasn't really sold on that whole, whole idea. But he I, wasn't selling himself. It was other people were picking up on Yeah, him. yeah. And uh, he's running to this other guy, Marcus Wright, played by Sam Worthington. And it's all about, basically, it's the it's the quest for Kyle. It's basically, he knows he knows full well Kyle Reese is his dad. Yeah. But he hasn't met him yet. Yeah. He's got another, what, 2029? 20, he's got another uh, 11 years before he has to send his own father back through time to his death. Yeah. And, <laughs> and his own conception. But he hasn't met the guy yet, and he's like, "How's that from my fuck?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit, you'd you'd you, you'd have issues. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, you would go off on a cinematographer. Mm. <laughs> fucking lights. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lights. What don't you fucking understand? And he's yes, intense, though. He does do. He is intense. He is intense throughout this whole movie. His uh, the veins on his forehead are constantly showing. Yeah, he doesn't seem to relax at all. Yeah. Like when he's sitting down, he's like ready to fucking pounce. Christian Bale is just. Uh, he is just. Take me to base. Take me to base. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is this? Connor. It's Connor. Connor. Oh god. He that, does do a lot of. He's doing. He's doing. And he's doing his Batman shouty voice again. I actually think he's. I'm beginning to think he actually talks like that. <laughs> I know that he, I, he didn't do it in Empire of the Sun because he had. Maybe when his voice broke, it actually really fucking broke his voice. Maybe from all that shouting he did in Empire of the Sun. Yeah. Maybe the Cadillacs of the sky. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. Yeah. This is great. The mon the robots are fucking excellent in this. So you get to see them just marching across places. They do pussy the robots up a little bit at the yeah, beginning yeah, because yeah. obviously Skynet's running through a few prototypes and shit like that and you know that Ernie is like one level of it so they're yeah. working up to that so yeah. they are a bit you can actually they won't give up yeah you have, but you can actually kill them with some in this it's, it, in this it's like there's multiples of them so you do have to level it down a bit otherwise mm. there'd be no there'd be no drama everyone would yeah. be dead in the first well what's nice what I, what I, what's nice about this is that it is a year one story in, for everyone not just John Connor but also for Skynet you know yeah. they haven't perfected their shit yet yeah and uh, and that gives the humans that fighting chance. Yeah. I mean, that was the one thing that kind of, that kind of like, uh, was a bit iffy for me with the first Terminator. Yeah. Is because Arnold is so fucking indestructible. How the hell did they manage to keep, fight against how do you an army of them? War? Yeah. You know, how do you fight a war with these fuckers? So to see that it takes it's, two hours to kill one of them for fuck's sake, <laughs> and even that's with the and even with that, heavy machinery, and even that's movie time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, in real life, that shit. You know, you know, it's over a span of. You know, quite 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 a lot of time there. Yeah. But uh, the opening sequence in Terminator Salvation uh, it's is fucking is kick fucking ass. awesome. It's just and it, there's, there's people were talking about this long cut. I didn't quite follow the long cut. I think it's when he gets in the helicopter is the long cut. Yeah, yeah. But like there's fucking bombs going off. There's a missile at camera yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's fucking people parasailing down. Uh, not parasailing. Yeah, parasailing. Mm -hmm. Parasailing down a fucking hole. It's all go go go. Parachuting. Para no, not parachuting. When he's going down the rope. Oh yeah, yeah Scott. Repelling, whatever. Yeah, yeah repelling. That's repelling what down holes, fucking moving yeah, yeah, as yeah. a team. It's all fucking Rainbow Six style shit. It's aliens. Yeah. It's 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 some badass Marines. Go 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 go. <laughs> yeah. It's that kind of shit. I mean, one thing that Terminator Salvation delivers on in spades is just being a visually stunning post-apocalyptic post war film. Yeah. On that in uh, on it that even level, turns into Mad Max in the middle with the truck. Yeah. It's that, totally driving along a highway, crashing through crashed cars. It's fucking mad, man. It's I know. It's 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 glorious in that mm. regard. That part, that aspect of the movie, I fucking loved it. And uh, you know, I was. I mean, and it's tense. Yeah, yeah. It's it's tense. I mean, like I went to see it with my mom. She she was freaked. She was freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> it's just shit happening. Like oh fuck! And, and every corner, everywhere you go, because you know. It's a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Like, Everyone's facing fucking utter destruction at the hands of the uh, robots. 
and not everyone's on the resistance. Yeah. And so you can just run into people and just be, you know, you can just, you go for a fucking slash at the side of the road and all of a sudden you're surrounded by armed bastards. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, but like you say, like there's some, there's some questions about logic that you don't want to, you know, you don't want to ask yourself. Yeah. It's like, okay, for example, the first time you see the harvester. Yeah. You're like, how did you not hear that coming? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, you don't hear shit yeah. until it's right there. And like, and coming then once, through the fucking roof. And once it starts moving, it's like, this is a noisy motherfucker. How they I did find that a little off-putting because even when they showed those future in bits in the, all you heard was the robots crunching on the skulls of the human dead <laughs> whereas in this it's like it's a lot of transformery noise and that kind of picked me up a little bit but it was okay Yeah, it yeah. was a nice effect and after a while you're kind of going with them. well I'm glad that they didn't milk it too much mm. I mean it was a nice little sequence it served its purpose and they're, 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 they're you know prototype uh, Terminators they haven't got the silent bit worked out yet <clears throat> that's right but also, That's why they need the skin is to keep all the noise in. But the hunter killers are awesome. Hunter killers are cool. Yeah. The hunter killers are very, very cool, especially um, uh, that that chase sequence with the tight ends. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was very nice. And the moto terminators as well. Although it is kind of stupid that I like all the pre production stuff. They were calling it. Well, we call this the harvester, and we call these the moto terminators. And then the movie, they call it the harvester, and they call it the moto terminators. And I was like, moto terminator sounds. No, Moto Terminator sounds incredibly lame. Actually, I mean, right now I'm just talking about the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make that very clear. I mean, there's this movie is fun. Yeah. It is very fun. It's a good action movie, yeah. and it just and it'll keep you going. It's like you yeah, know, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You know that the I mean, they've already set up the time is bendable in this. Yes. So just because, you know, John Connor can die. Yes. Every calories could die. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you, you're not 100 percent sure where this is going because it's like you know they make reference to the futures. This is not the same future we thought we'd have. And yes. They kind of set it up that way. I mean, the only reason you feel somewhat, the only reason I feel somewhat secure that uh, characters are going to live is because they want to make more of these movies. Yeah. You know, so you Plot know. Otherwise, anyone can die. You know, I mean, I could, I could have told you from the get-go that Marcus Wright was the one who was going to go because he's the only one that can afford to be lost. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't in the spoilers, though. <laughs> no, but I'm not giving, I'm not giving yeah. anything away, actually, as yeah, far they've, as they've given, I mean, they've, they've given Marcus Wright up yeah, months ago. He's a ago. fucking robot. He's a fucking robot. But he's a fucking awesome robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, they, and, and Sam Worthington is great in it. I actually, he's, I mean... I know you've been talking about him for a while. I only saw him in Rogue, but in the, and he had that small scene in Rogue. But in this, he's he's just, awesome. He, he carries it very well. He, he carries, carries it very well. He actually, I mean, you feel more for him than you do for Christian Bale. Yeah. Um, and that's not Christian Bale's fault. It's just that he has the better character. Yeah. He has the meatier character bits. He's a lot of fucking drama to deal with. He's, as it starts, he's on death row and he's just guilt-ridden, and then he's yeah. wandering around a post-apocalyptic wasteland, not knowing what the fuck has gone on. And then he finds out that he's a fucking robot. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it can kind of ruin your day. It will fuck you up. It'll give you issues. <laughs> but, um, no, Sam Worthington is, he is the heart of the film. Yeah. Uh, he's got the better character, he's got the better arc, and he's got the better dialogue, really. Yeah. You know, um, and he's just... If, if survival is the key, I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know, I mean, like, it, like, going back to the whole year one idea, I mean, you do kind of get, like, John Connor... It's. I wish I could have seen more of him. Yeah. I wish I could have seen more of his character's conflict. Being a badass and being people. Because when he comes home and he's without his crew. Yeah. Do you still see people all standing up when he comes in the room? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to see building up a little bit to that. But. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is that uh, we've, you know, we've we've you know like uh, grown with the character of John Connor for so many years yeah. that we did. You do feel shortchanged. Yeah. When it comes to John Connor's character, his character is underwritten, and in my opinion, not really well directed. Yeah. I mean. 
<laughs> I know that Sam Worthington has gone on interviews and says that McGee is an actor's director. Yeah. Uh, dude, maybe with you, you he was. That, yeah. <laughs> maybe with you, he was. Stay the fuck away from uh, Braille. That's you know, I don't want to go talk to him. He didn't, I mean, in my opinion, Christian Bale was not directed well at all. Yeah. He was, because he's, he's, uh, he's overdoing it. Yeah, a little bit. He's he overdoing it a little bit in, in this one. I mean, I was very grateful for the quiet moments with his wife. Yeah. Because that's when you got to get into his character and you got to see him act a little bit. Yeah. I think and even then, and even then, those scenes are severely underwritten. Yeah, and I think you even said yourself, there is a lot of um, a lot of character motivations that have been dropped for the action. Yes. Yeah, to get yes. it within time. I mean, like uh, the there's a, there's one character who makes a change of heart halfway through the movie and. You don't really see it. Yeah. It's like, why? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, how does that happen yeah. all of a sudden? You know, it's, it's really, really, really bizarre. And the, there must have been more on the cutting room floor of that relationship and stuff. So that's a pity. Maybe the DVD will see some more of that. I know. I mean, like, uh, this movie has divided audiences quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, the, the pre-reviews, we were talking about the pre-reviews earlier, and it's like a lot of the websites we were hitting were, like, just so disappointed in it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the, uh, a lot of people are severely disappointed. I mean, like, Chirin, I was telling you, he did not enjoy the movie at, at all. all. Any at aspect all. of it. He told me not to see it. Really? Yeah, I said, dude, I gotta review it. Well, don't say I didn't warn you. That, that was what he said. But I think maybe that might have something for us, because I went in with my expectations properly calibrated. <clears throat> yeah. Because I wasn't, I mean, the trailers were fucking awesome, but the, 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 the action scenes in the trailers are the action scenes primarily from the movie. But even with that, I was quite happy to see more of them, a little more of that, those scenes. Mm -hmm. But, um, I, yeah, I was, I was happy enough to go in there and watch it. No, no, I mean, um, I, I mean, as you say, we've both been looking forward to this movie for a long time. Yeah. And I was going to go in there and I wasn't going to let anything affect my enjoyment. It, it, would, it would have to be pretty fucking bad yeah. for me to have not enjoyed Star the movie. Wars bad. I mean, like, uh, but I think... To a certain extent, people really need to get over James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. You know, they really need to sort of... He hasn't done anything recently worth the... They the, need the, to, the, they need to set... The, it's like they're all carrying this brick of... Uh, all these bricks have of James Cameron guilt. Yeah. You know, it's like... <clears throat> just set that shit down and enjoy this movie for what it is. Yeah. It is McGee's Terminator. Check your baggage at the it's door. It's McGee's Terminator for God's sake. McGee is not going to make the same Terminator James Cameron made. No. It's not gonna happen. No, no matter what he says about how much of a fanboy he is. You know, but the thing is, is that there are different kinds of fanboys, and this movie does come across like it was made by a fanboy. Yeah, yeah. The nods. You know, to there, the, there the are lots of beautiful nods in this movie. Lots of them. And some of them are like quite, so, like the end, ending, ending scene where they're running around that plant thing. Yeah. It's not a spoiler, but when they're running around that, it's very reminiscent of Terminator 2, the end of Terminator yeah. 2, yeah. and the shotgun and, also, and stuff. And, and also shades of Terminator 1. Yeah. And there are lots of little things in there that... Um, Does when, when uh, Marcus shows uh, Kyle how to yeah. tie the gun, does he yeah. do that in Terminator 1? He does that in Terminator 1. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nice these nice little things there, you know, it's like, it's a new... Where did Kyle... Where, that's, how bizarre is that, that, right. uh, that uh, John Connor's father learned that trick from a Terminator? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I love little things like that, that yeah. this movie has. And we need to we need to give a shout out to Anton Yelton. Anton Yelton, yeah. Actually, let's talk about the performances. Yeah, we should talk about the performances. Christian Bale is intense. Intense, you know, and Christian Bale does intense very well, but his role is severely underwritten. Yeah, and he's not given enough to really work with. He doesn't really connect with you in the same way that Sam Worthington does. Bryce Dallas Howard might as well not be in it. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. The only thing that I remember register is she's hot and she's pregnant and she's pregnant. Yeah, that's and, even, and that's not mentioned at all. Yeah, it's never. You know, it's like <laughs> where this, but she she doesn't she goes on mission heavily pregnant. I know, I know. I mean, like you know, that's fucking teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, boys, let's keep it tight. She's the uh, resistance cheerleader. Yeah. Um, Common gets 
the bits of pieces, but not much. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what's the name? Moon Bloodgood. Yeah. Also, best name ever. Moon Bloodgood. She's she's okay in this movie. Yeah. She's okay in this movie. Um, she reminds me a bit of uh, Sarah Connor from the TV show, and also the Summer Glow a little bit as well. Because it's like I don't she's, she's definitely got like uh, some Summer Glow in there. Definitely. The face. The yeah, face. Definitely in the face. Uh, she's uh, she's another stunner. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's like <laughs> trying to pay attention to film. And she's a pilot. Must look away. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, Sam Worthington, great. He's great in this. Uh, really looking forward Solid. to seeing um, what what he does next, like with Avatar and Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Because he's playing Harry Hamlin. His accent does wander yeah, slightly. Yeah, the accent does. Yeah. The um, scene where he's tied up. It's, uh, it's just all Aussie. Yeah, yeah. I'm Marcus Roy. Yeah. <laughs> Fancy a point. Like, um, the fuck is that accent? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But um, Anton Yelchin as Carl Reese, very impressive. Nails it. He just, he, I mean, at first when I saw him with the hat on, I thought he was going to take the hat off and have the Chekhov hair, which yeah. wouldn't have worked. The curly hair would have been <laughs> fucking atrocious. But he has Michael Bean hair. And Michael Bean's hairline, and his eyes, and his jaw. Mike, Michael Bean must be wandering around in a room somewhere wondering, where the fuck's that my face gone? <laughs> Because he just, he just, little, there's little glimmers. It's yeah, just yeah, not, yeah. It's not, it's not a, it's not a parody. It's not a, an impression, but it's just like. It's a very respectful interpretation. Yeah. I mean, uh, the kid's good. In interviews, he says that like he really, really did study Michael Bean's performance, and it fucking shows. Yeah. It really does show, like the, especially with the mouth, with the jaw, what he does. Yeah, with yeah. That, 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 like he's always kind of tense. Yeah. <laughs> and it really works very nicely. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there, I think. And there's the kid. The, the other kid's called Star, because she's wearing a hat with a star in it. Yeah. And um, best kid actually in the movie ever. She's, she doesn't say a fucking word. She and she just doesn't get in too much trouble. She's not like, oh, let's save the kid. Yeah, yeah. She's just, you know, it's she's like, solid. She's, she's just there. She's solid. She's good fun. Yeah. You know, she doesn't get in the way. She actually helps. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> she's fucking covered in guns. <laughs> That's awesome. She knows how to reload. A she's kid in arms. But... <laughs> But I mean, like that's what I was saying is that this movie does feel like it was made by a fanboy. Yeah. But a very specific type of fanboy, a fanboy who like McGee was obviously, you know, I mean, as he says, he wasn't even in puberty when the first movie came out. Yeah. So he he he's into all the fucking action. Yeah. And it shows. I mean, he handles the action really really well. Where this movie does not deliver is that it is severely underwritten. Yeah. It is not a great script, and some of the lines are pretty fucking laughable. Yeah. So I mean, like for example, look, run! It's the motor terminator. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that is just bad writing. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, you can definitely tell that. There's been a lot of stuff that has been sacrificed for action. Yeah, because you can see it, because yeah. there are because so, so, some of the editing is a little patchy where you can where you just know that something. There's missing. one in particular where it fades to black. Yeah, three quarters, two thirds way through the movie. And yeah. it's just like, what the fuck just happened there? Yeah. Very odd editing on that Yeah, point. it really does feel like there is a much better movie in there. Yeah. That that is that that got on the cutting room floor and that will probably be, you know, like they'll probably release it as a director's cut. I hope. <laughs> there's an awesome director's I, I cut. I hope there's an awesome director's cut on the horizon because the one thing about this movie that I did feel like I was watching it is that really it's a two star movie. Yeah. It's a two star movie but with enough four star moments yeah. for you to, to remain carry it through. Yeah, to carry it through. And like I said, it's tense. I mean, I was fucking. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, as an action film, I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, I don't understand why, you know, these fucking, uh, like, uh, Uber geeks. Know, Uber geeks can't just enjoy it. For what it is. For what it is, you know. I mean, if it's not if it's not the Terminator movie you wanted, okay, yeah, fine, that sucks. But does it really have to fuck up your day? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
But uh, yeah, I think we'll hit the spoiler zone. It's now one fourteen, so tune back in at one nineteen if you don't want to hear spoilers. Okay. Another flaw of the movie. Yeah. We're in spoiler zone now. We're in spoiler zone. Is when Hella Bonham Exposition turns up to yeah. explain to Marcus Wright what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That, which, that's just that's just odd. It's weird. Lazy fucking writing. It's lazy they could have had him writing. piece it together a little bit. It would have taken a little bit longer, but it's just like Oh. And, and actually, I only realize now it's Terminator Salvation. And he's in the fucking crucifix at the time, doing what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. And uh, Helena Bonham Carter in this movie to me is just bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her very her the, the fact that she's in the movie, her performance, everything about her in this movie to me, it just hits all the jarring notes. Yeah, and as she's talking to him as the computer, it's like oh, I thought you'd like this face. It's like while saying that, the face keeps flicking back to this gleaming metal skull. It's like that's not off-putting. That I don't mind. It's just like, I would have rather the metal skull than her. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, she really took me out of this movie. I, I cannot explain why. It was just like, there was something weird about her fucking performance. I also I wasn't mad on the fact that it was putting a face to Skynet. It's heading the way of the, the Matrix machines kind of thing. It's like, yeah. Skynet has always been this presence. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like trying to put a face to Sauron. You just don't do it. No. Sauron is just one fucking eye. That's yeah. it. Looking for his contact. Skynet is just a bunch of skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna see that movie the same way. <laughs> have you not seen that Family Guy sketch? No, 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 I have, I have, I have. Like, somewhere, here, somewhere, where is it? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and another thing, the score to this movie. Yeah, I mean, they fuck it up from the off as they're doing the zoom around the actual, uh, shit, where are you? No, 19. Um, going through the uh, the letters as, as, as a credits roll, and it's not the Terminator thing. Yeah, yeah, no, this They do a quick save when, when you see the letters and there's like, dun 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 dun. That, and, awesome. that, and that immediately just, you know, like, pumps you up. Yeah. It's like, yeah! Uh, so that was clever, but throughout the rest of it, it's forget shit, it a little bit. It's shit. This is Danny Elfman's worst score. I, I've, it's, it's a, there's nothing about the score that says it's a Danny Elfman score. Yeah, actually, which is surprising, because most of his movies sound exactly the same. I know, but this one, it's just, it's just, it was just bizarre. It's just filler until you get the next drum beats. Because when know. the drum beats come in near the end as well, and you're like, fucking cool. But um, one thing that was fucking awesome and is a massive spoiler is when fucking Annie turns up. <laughs> when Arnold turns up. He, he wasn't actually there to shoot it. It's, it's, an, it's a special effect. And it's a really well done. No, it's, it's sparing. Yeah. But when you see the face and he looks like he did yeah. in that Terminator 2 ad. No, he, no he, it's Terminator 1. Yeah. But he looks like, you know the Terminator yeah. 2 ad they had with the, the thing closing on it? It was like an yeah, endoskeleton yeah, 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 production yeah. line and then they close it and then he comes out looking like that. Yeah. And he's, now you're saying, he's Looks seven foot tall. Uh, it's awesome. And it has the, that another homage, I guess, to T two, where John Connor's on the ground scrabbling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. this thing just comes out, and it's stark bollock naked, <laughs> and it's just chasing after him, and it does toy with him a bit. There is a bit of that, and yeah, it's a little yeah. bit like if you're actually if you're programmed to kill this person, you just go over and fucking you wouldn't throw them around a bit first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and that's another great thing with the plot is you're thinking. That's gonna it's a dumbass, and you're like, aha. Mm. And that was just like great. And it's all the lead up, it's all the lead up to it's 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 Ernie year one. Yeah. It's more building up to him rather than building up John Connor. And I did I did like um I, I did like the little uh, homage to Arnold's classic line. Yeah. Remember that? Who said it? Oh yeah, Chris Chris Bell. Bell. But it's kinda of throwaway. I, I didn't yeah, catch no, it. But I time. like that. Yeah. But I like the fact that it's throwaway. Yeah. Um if they had said it the you can't say it the way I <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, you, you can't. gotta do it throwaway. And mm. and I liked that. I heard that some people didn't like that. I liked it. Yeah, and I, I mean, Kyle Reese gets to say, come with me if you want to live. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, a nod is a nod. Yeah. You know, it's like, sometimes I really don't understand the, 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 the fanboys. You know, it's like, just just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. I mean, like, there are, like I said, there's shitloads of character bits in there missing. Hopefully, we'll get a director's cut. 
but as an action film, it's fucking awesome. There's great action in there. Yeah. And uh, I mean, the heart thing was weird as well. You, we heard about the, the the previous script where maybe that John Connor would die, and actually yeah, they yeah, yeah. put the skin of John Connor yeah. on the other guy. But thankfully, the, it, I was wondering where they were going to go to replace that, and it didn't go to a bad place. It was quite okay because you do need to build that relationship between John Connor and Corey's. Yeah. You can't just have it as oh, I met him once. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know how I feel about the ending. The ending left me a little cold. Um, I'm not going to say anything about it, but it left me a little cold. I can understand if people may have issues with the ending. And we're. Okay. Welcome back if you fast forward past the spoilers. We're not doing spoilers anymore. We're not doing spoilers anymore. Apart from the one you did before that. That's not really a huge spoiler, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. It was, uh, I mean, like, I didn't at all feel like I had wasted any, any of my day. No. You know? Um, uh, again, the, the problem that this movie has is the baggage it comes with. Yeah. You know, I mean... Uh, but it's been long enough since Terminator 3, you can just go in there. But having said that, in my opinion, I thought it was shitloads better than 3. Yeah, definitely. I mean, action and everything else, and it's a story you want to see. He was still a whiny bastard. At last, John Connor's not a whiny little shit. Yeah. I'm sure even in the first one, he's whining away in her womb. <laughs> Everyone has to go through their Luke Skywalker period. And now he's past it. He's now he's past it. Now Christian he's Bale. It was Christian John Bale. Connor! John Connor! Take me to base! <laughs> Michael right, so Ironside is awesome. Yeah, he gets to be cool on that. And the other guy, I think the other guy is the guy from Nightwatch. He's the, yeah. the head of the, the, the evil guys from Nightwatch because he's just standing there being Russian. Awesome. For no apparent reason apart from, hey, I'm Russian. I like, that's another hard ass thing. It's like, took me to base. And then it's like that submarine <laughs> thing. And he's just like, we're doing a lock in or a lockdown or whatever it is. And he just, jo- he just jo- he's like, he's, there's no hesitation. He just jumps into the fucking middle of the sea to meet it. And they, they're not even going to let him in. Like, Fuck it. Fuck it. That's awesome when he John jumps Connor, in. yeah. It's not John fucking Connor. Yeah. I love it. that is cool when he just jumps out yeah. he's like fuck it open the back door <laughs> tell him we're gonna lock in it's Connor it's Connor <laughs> and that's the thing it is John Connor they're just constantly screaming this is Connor <laughs> no that's it he's like he screams a and lot and people call him that as well it's not like John or and he's like Connor what are you doing after Michael Ironside says no once he's like we're dead we're all dead it's like, if we stay the course he immediately goes into shout mode yeah yeah he's got two volumes loud and fucking hell <laughs> The levels are gonna be fucked on this. <laughs> it's Connor! Take me the pace. Go see Terminator 4. Definitely. I, I forgot it was Terminator 4 as well. I just like yeah, forgot about the numbering. It, I, I, you know, it, one thing that's nice, how it does work as a reboot, is that it is its own thing. Yeah. It is its own thing. It's, it is a rebooted Terminator. It doesn't feel like Cameron's Terminator. And you've got to try and look at the positive aspect of that. Hopefully, it's like it's, it's the start of new films. Yeah. Hopefully now, hopefully the international money rolls in and it's like, it does well, but it's, it's always in, it was packed, there was loads of people going to see it yesterday here, because that's, it's not an international release as well, so they won't have that figure until next week. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, either way, it's, I mean, you know, I'm glad I got to, I'm glad I got to see this movie. Yeah. yeah. it's good fun. Even if they don't make any more. Yeah. Well, I hope, hopefully they do, or if they don't, they'll just wait. T- they'll just wait another 10, 15 years. Like, it, that, 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 the time's getting shorter. Yeah. All right, finish up then. We'll do the box office top tens for the U.S. In the, in the reboot, Anton Yelchin will be Connor. Yeah. <laughs> be grown up. Enough. <laughs> grown up a bit. Connor Reese is John Connor. Michael Bean will have the Michael Ironside role. <laughs> God, that's, that's genius. <laughs> that's genius casting. Uh, can I get the number from McG, please? No, I wouldn't want McG to <laughs> See you on the fucking credits, McG. I'm sorry, McG. Your name does define your movies. <laughs> I didn't hear it. He's kind of funny about it because he's always been calling that apparently, and he even said that you know, they uh, upstairs. Um, you know, they say, like, hey, look, no, uh, no bells. 
Metal Legend box office top 10. Number 10, Fireball. Fireball, number 9, I love you, man. Number 8, Sarbam. Number 7, X Men Origins, Wolverine. Number 6, Star Trek. Making bonds of money. I want to go see it again. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I, I do want to see it on the big screen one more time. Number five, uh, Monsters vs. Aliens 3D. So that was out last weekend then. I thought it was only out this weekend. Either way, I want to go see this 3D. I want to check out. I haven't checked out the new 3D thing, so I want to see that. Definitely. Uh, 3D's very touch and go. Yeah, I also want to check it out to see how touch and go it is. Number four, I, I corrupt, corrupt all cops. All cops? That's a great title. Yeah. I corrupt all cops. I'm the corrupting. <laughs> Let me <laughs> touch two. it with my corrupting hands. Number three, Shurga Chinta, Malay movie. Obviously. Number two, Angels and Demons. Yeah, and number one, Night at the Museum 2, Battle of the Smithsonian. We're not really going to see that anytime soon. Uh, I think one of us should brave it. You do it. I saw fucking Mummy 3. You do it. You like the kids' movies. <laughs> like children's movies, not kids' movies. For the kid in you, Colin McNasty. <laughs> oh, that's... No, Disgusting. You're wrong, man. I'm very wrong. Number 10 in the US is 17 again. Zach Efron continues to take over the world. Number 9, Monsters vs. Aliens. Number 8, Obsessed. Uh, number 7, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past, starring the cock. <laughs> the cock McConaughey. <laughs> McConaughey. <laughs> number 6, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Making Apparently this is getting some flack because of all the smoking. <laughs> All the smoking? Yeah, there's basically, I think, some uh, uh, anti-smoking. I mean, some teen safety group in the US is saying that all, all movies with smoking in them or drinking should be uh, or. Just give it a rest, man. Have a smoke. <laughs> Number five, dance flick. No, this is like the 154th movie the Wayans Brothers have done in the last two years. Yeah. Number four, Angels and Demons. Up and down quickly enough. Up and down quickly. But it is exactly the kind of movie that is not... Yeah, it's not, a long, it's not a long tail kind of thing. I mean, it might, it might, because it is the kind of movie that plays well to uh, moviegoers above a certain age. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, it's it's not like an opening an opening week kind of crowd. It'll be crowd like, oh, okay, let's do that someday. Let's yeah, because it is uh, it is a good Saturday afternoon matinee movie. Yeah. I mean, like uh, on that regard, it does entertain. And um, you know, if you look at everything else that's out, Terminator Salvation, Star Trek, you know, Wolverine, it's really the only movie of its kind. Yeah. It's not really competing with anything directly. Yeah, and movies like that tend to stick around that little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, number three, Star Trek. Star Trek, that is really holding up. It's it's this year's Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Number two, Terminator Salvation. And number one, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Mm. That's just sad and depressing. Yeah, I know. But it's good. good you know, good it's like, you know, whatever, man. Plus, that's for Memorial Day weekend as well as a holiday, like, and stuff. That's right. We're all the teenagers are out surfing. Yeah. Don't have time to go see movies. Free break! <laughs> Turn the bass! <laughs> <laughs> well, we've reached basically, I think this is the halfway point in our uh, summer blockbuster season, right? What's left to do now? Uh, we got Transformers 2 coming up. Yep. Uh, we'll tr I'm going to watch... Uh, Ice Age 3. I'm going to check out... Um, uh, what, what's that? Uh, fucking Monsters vs. Aliens. Yeah, I want to I see it because it, it seems to be... It, it's it got decent for It's solid. It's just not fantastic. But I want to check it out in 3D and see how weird that is. Okay. But that's completed for... Uh, this week you've been listening to Mickey Apple Fry's movie podcast, and if you can listen, to, if you can hear this, you are the resistance. <laughs> Thank you for listening, guys. Oh, she actually turned us off. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. See ya.